Hey, friends, today's show is brought to you by the That Sounds Fun Network. Well, actually, every show is brought to you by the That Sounds Fun Network. I'm no. brought to you by the, right. the That Sounds Fun. It's so all this coffee I'm drinking. It's all for you. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, but today we want to tell you about another show that released today from the That Sounds Fun Network and another show that we both really love called Dadville. I do. Annie, I really like this show. And oh, I was I'm like, glad. okay, I hit play on it and I was like, oh, oh. These are my people. They're laughing about the little sub jokes of being a, a father that yeah. are just like really funny. And I don't know these guys. I don't like, but I really want to. Uh-huh. And I don't like, I want to hang out with them. Yeah. Do you feel like I, and that's my favorite thing is I feel like it's like you get them. I think moms will laugh at them. Dads will laugh with them. Yes. And I, I love this show. And oh uh, yeah, it's great. It's hosted by Dave Barnes and John McLaughlin. You can find Dadville <laughs> at all your favorite places, wherever you are listening to Annie and Eddie keep talking. You can also listen to Dadville. So subscribe today. Check it out. We think you're going to absolutely love today's show with one of Nashville's best counselors and an incredible parent named Stephen James. So go check out Dadville. Wow, that was like a, that was a pregnant pause between "Are you ready?" I, I, and hitting "Go." I, I know I clicked it twice and it didn't go, and then it was like, <laughs> "Do I say something to her? Do I not? I don't know what to do. This isn't how it normally goes." No, which which who knows what's going to happen now? Good morning, Eddie. Right. Happy Tuesday. Yes. Okay, we're back. We're back. Good morning. We're, everything's normal hey. again. We're going to be fine. AFD. Yes, it sir. It is good to chat with you. Same. Tell me how y'all's vacation was. It was sweet, Annie. We went up to North Carolina. My parents have a house, their house in North Carolina. I like when people say a house, uh-huh. it's fancy, but when it's their house, it's just where they live. So they have their oh, house. Oh, they live there full time. They live there full time. Got it. Deep, deep, deep in, like they own deep woods of North Carolina. Like oh, you can't get awesome. ambulance service there. Oh, what? That seems yeah, unsafe. You, yeah, it's a little weird, but it's like, that's how deep it is. But there's like running water and things, but it's. Real out of contact, which what I really like. What if there's an emergency? You get in a car and drive fast. Oh, and Lord, hope, Eddie. And we hope for to... neighbors. Yeah, They have some sort of, they have some sort of like super emergency insurance where you can get airlifted out if it's a real problem. Like all the neighbors pay for this insurance policy that basically if it's really go time, like this insurance covers a helicopter. Fascinating. Okay, yeah. Great. but That okay, makes me feel 30, better. 30 minutes down the road, there is like an all all night ER thing. So it's not like, so basically if you realize there's a problem, we really went doom and gloom on this vacation. You yeah, get no. in the car and drive. Okay. But it was a lovely time. I got to go hiking all day with uh, Brienne, which yeah. was girls stayed and did crafts and played with my parents Ugh. and did the whole fun playing in the creek thing. How lovely. And we went, we went hiking to the point where my friend Rob has this quote and he said, uh, what is it? He says, true adventure is wishing you were home in bed. Uh-huh. And I'm, it was totally that like, oh, this is too long a hike. It was like five miles each way, ascending 2,000 feet. It was a brutal oh, hike. That Yeah, that's, did you like have a backpack? Uh, yeah, we Surely. had like a little backpack with yeah. some you know water and little snackies in it and stuff like that. And it, But it was like one of those hikes where at the end of it, you're like, I'm kind of awesome. Like we, oh, yeah. We, you, know, you know that feeling. You're like, I did something today. Yeah. I know. I can now sit around for 48 straight hours and not move again. <laughs> I've earned this laziness, but it was a very sweet time. Um, yeah. It's so hot outside. Annie, it is so hot. Yeah, it's brutally I, hot. I know with everything else in the world happening, it's so hot. But I went running last night, and I was like in my driveway panting already. Yes. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. 
It's rough. It's un- yeah, it's unbelievable. You have to if you're an outside exerciser, you have to start early or start late. There's no oh. there's no in the middle of that. I want to ask how your weekend was. And no, and now I will ask it. How was your weekend? <laughs> okay. Um um I don't remember anything that mattered. I- I'm having a oh. real um crisis of social life currently as we all are. Oh. Um because nothing's going on. Oh. You know? I know. And so I'm really um I I'm really having kind of a cri- yeah, crisis of belief system in me of like oh. all I'm doing is working and being home. You know? Yeah. So I'm trying to like I'm thinking through my weekend and I'm like, well, I Saturday's my Sabbath, so I don't usually see people at least the first half of the day. Right. And, but I saw some friends Saturday night and then Sunday we don't go to church anymore. So I watched church and then I cleaned up my house and then I meal prepped and then I did a little bit of work and that was that. So yeah, it's, it is, I have, I've started writing something about it. I think I'm going to have to post about it soon. I've started writing something about, uh, my own perception of my life is that I work all the time and And that is the perception on my Instagram right now, too, is like everything is about work. And then you're like, well, it's just because I don't have a life. (laughs) Yeah. It's just because there's like there's not a lot to be done outside of I still have a job, which I'm really grateful for. But we aren't gathering in big groups and we're not going to concerts and events. And it's it's been real. It's been real weird in my head about it for about 48 hours. Oh, Annie, I I feel that so deeply, what you're saying, because I, too, in the last couple of days have felt the clouds of just, I can't define it. Something's not okay. Yeah. And this feels like that. This feels, yes. this this resonates deeply. I, you, now, what do you think has shifted? Because this has been generally, give or take some bright spots, this has been the vibe since early March. Right. Like you've had your birthday and you've had a couple moments and there's been times where restrictions have eased up a bit. But generally we're relocking now. It, yeah. O- overall, like what do you think has shifted about this moment or in you that is making this not just the, the I don't know, tonally different for you than maybe it has been? That's a great question. Um, Maybe it's the length that this has gone. Maybe totally. maybe it's, you know, because it's been. March, April, May, Six June, months. July, five. Yeah. And that's a, that's a long time to focus on the same thing and not have anything new really come along, you know, as far as yeah. like people or experiences or trips or, um, and it's really hot outside and that affects things too, right. because in June we, and in May we had dinners outside and we right. went to the park and it's, you know, yesterday it was 90 degrees at 8 50 in the morning and and so i'm i am you and i've talked about this i'm far better in hot than i am in cold so -hmm. if you're gonna make me stand outside yes make me stand outside in july not in january but but as far as like just random social things happening the heat right now is keeping that from happening yeah and so i wish i I had something helpful to offer you you don't don't, have to offer anything because i don't it's just a bummer it's a bummer yeah everybody's allowed to feel i mean 
for seven yeah. minutes of serious. Yeah. I, I have a lot of friends who are feeling this, particularly those of us who don't live with other people, you know, because there's no intrinsic person. There's no like, well, at least we laughed about this or at least, or we went on a hike together or we, you know, my kids did yeah. this or my parents yeah. did this. There's like, no, it's oh, yeah. me watching TV or me calling a friend or me working on a puzzle or, you know. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I fully get that because I do feel in a place of privilege where, I mean, I'm not only married, but I'm married to my very best friend. So it really is. And that's not everybody's story, but I get to, uh, the real privilege of even if it's just yet another night of Netflix, it's still with someone in the house. Like that's a real that's a real fatigue yeah. for, I would imagine, for this long haul. Because I feel it, and I've got, you know, another two children and Brian in the two house. Two children who are really lovely. And really lovely. And, and I'm so feeling great. it hard. Yeah. So every little thing that makes it harder is compounded. Like the heat. It shouldn't be a factor on its own. Yeah. But not being able to take a walk comfortably in the middle of the day is is a real, it, it really takes away value yeah. <laughs> from, from life really intensely yeah in the especially in this season because i'm not yep. gonna like hop in and go to a restaurant tonight or meet up with some friends like that walk was all we had and so everything subtracted from that equation is very difficult yes um and there are some very, times yeah. maybe weeks when it's been hot and i've been better at like pulling myself up by my bootstraps and being like hey yes. we're fine this is great and also yeah. remember that I'm I'm in the middle or I'm at the end. Today's the last day of a little home renovation. So my house is kind of turned upside down a little bit because oh, all yeah. the porch furniture is sitting in my house. My house feels messy. Like there's just a lot of factors. <laughs> mm -hmm. no, uh, and, yeah. and so that will help tonight when I get home from work and I can put my patio furniture back on my patio and and clean my house up. So that will help. I mean, there's there are things coming. I'm just probably at the I mean, I, my furniture has been in my house for 10 days. Oh, and so even in just, normal circumstances, yeah. that's not that just gets taxing. Yeah, which and is this, a very privileged just, whining thing to say, like, uh, the, yeah. the, the outside places I sit are inside. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I hear myself. But also, like, if we're just being friends and talking about it, it has made my house a little bit not as peaceful as it has been. So maybe that's a factor, too, that did, that is different between March, April, May. And June is that for almost all of July, I've had furniture in my house. Yeah. And all these things get magnified under this right. quarantine locked at home. Everything just matters more. Yeah. Every, every decision, every quiet night, every everything, it just is amplified. And right. that's fatiguing, too, after yeah. a while. Yeah. Just the amount of brain power spent thinking about how to make it through a weekend and add some measure of like joy to a weekend that isn't just sitting around your house mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is like gosh mm -hmm. i hate to be whiny but i'm super tired of thinking about this yeah that's right i'm super tired of scratching things off the list i mean we were thinking yesterday of trying to go somewhere else in august and it's just so hard to think of like what's a safe place and right like, the safe place is nowhere right you and and so just to i'm just yeah I, just to say, like, I, f I feel that in a way, and I'm so, it's, ugh. Yeah. It is <laughs> I just, just like a this little bit, lockdown. but it's okay. I'm, like, trying to think through my weekend. I'm like, did I do anything else? I know. I Like, nope. 
I know. Uh, but something I did forget to tell you last weekend, Eddie, and this leads Eddie. us right into a conversation we've been promising people we'd have, yeah. is I went engagement ring shopping with a friend. <laughs> and Boy, that seems, that's a loaded, okay, how was that? Why? Why is that loaded? Just because, well, one, you're out. Who's going engagement ring shopping in a quarantine? It feels, makes me nervous. It's like you got to wear masks and you're, tired. you're in a yeah. mall or something. Yeah, you have to go wear masks. And no, we didn't go to a mall. We went to a standalone local place. And the thing I forgot to do as a ring whisperer, as the friend of the one proposing and being proposed to, as the middleman per se, oh, yeah. is I forgot to ask the gentleman for a budget. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> and no. we picked out. Now, it wasn't one of those where we put a ring on hold and he had to come buy it or anything like that. We just went through and made like a, here's the list of things she likes. And come to find out, we have expensive taste. Like, like what was percentage-wise? You don't have to give his, his, his numbers out, but what was the over-under percentage-wise on what was picked out versus what could be afforded? Was uh, it 50% more? Oh, I don't, I'm never very good at going over 100%. So, if, so help me real quick. If something is $100, yeah. and then if something is expected to be $100 and it costs $200, oh, is that 100% more? Or is yes. that 200% more? Yes, but also I'm walking into rule number one of speaking in public, which is never do stage math. And I told myself not to do this, but like I locked myself into somehow having to figure out math in the middle of a sermon uh-huh. and it fails. And so, right now I just felt that feeling like I can't. Simply stated, like, like, we did like, about... No, people are listening. Yeah, simply stated, we did about 10 times what he wanted to spend. <laughs> so that's not... That's That's... <laughs> That's a real. <laughs> that dude is sweating. Oh it. Oh. How did he? Eddie, how did he handle it? Oh. How Eddie. did he handle it when he's like sees the ring and then the little that little tiny mini price well, tag? Well, I didn't. No, he never saw the ring. I just sent pictures and sent words. And then she called me and said, "We've done a bad thing." <laughs> oh no! And I said, "What do you mean?" It, it really did cause a little tension because he didn't want her to be disappointed. But the problem is, I, it was on me because I didn't think to ask. The other two times I've done, no, the other one time I've done this, I've done it two times total. We didn't talk about budget because she had a really simple idea of what she wanted. And so oh. it never crossed my mind. And so this time, because I didn't do it the first time, I didn't think, I should check and see what the budget is for this guy. And I didn't. And then we, she, the girl just did what she should do. We had so much fun. She was like, I think I like this shape. And I think I like the way it looks on my hand like this. And, and, and never. And so it just, they, I mean, they are fine. They are incredible communicators between the two of them. I learn a ton from watching them communicate. Yeah. They're going to make it. Oh my gosh. Not worried at all. But it was a moment where I was like, oh, that I'm sweating for that guy because you want to, your heart is telling you, I want, I, if I, that is what I'm, she wants. Well, I'm committing my whole life to this person. Yes. How much less important is a ring? So just go for it. Like, who cares? Right? Like, right. I want to give this person everything and I want to do everything and I can I can to summon my vows and my words uh-huh. and my everything to show this person the depth of my caring. Yep. I can't spend this much on a ring. Uh-huh. And I don't. And that somehow feels in, in, uh, in contrast to the way I'm feeling, but mm-hmm. it's also a hard decision because this is money that 
I don't know if they're already like joining bank accounts, how they plan on doing any of that. But at some point, the whole pool kind of melds together and they've got a clump of money that they're working on. This this ring decision, it's like, I don't know when the timer stops, but I feel like a year-ish out, it's like, hey, man, you can't just go buy a car because you feel like it and you're reckless. You're now spending future money. Uh And and Uh so part of the ring thing that's stressful is he can't just do it because that's less for them when they finally are. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you understand this. So yes. that's a very stressful, like, that whole conversation becomes so hard and so, so complex. So stressful, yep. And and at 10 times more, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's not $200 over that's your budget. It. That's, that's it. Right. That's like the Michael Scott thing. You remember on The Office no, when he buys a wedding not. ring? Uh-uh. I am terrible at quoting The Office, and people are going to get it wrong. But he, you know, the 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 thing where it's like it should be three months salary or something like that. Uh huh. A ring. He like remembered it wrong and he opens up a ring to show somebody in the office and they gasp at how huge it is. He's uh-huh. like, oh, no big deal. Three year salary. And <gasps> oh. they were like, no, 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 no. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and yeah, that's how it went. Yeah, I, but it's going to be fine. They're fine. They've sorted it out. It, but that was one exciting thing I did on the weekend. But that was last that is, weekend. So I, that is stressful. Uh huh. Hey, speaking of, let's talk about couples. I'm ready. Let's. Because I would love to talk for just a second, and I we've told people we would talk about this about setting single people up. Are you watching that show? No, what the show? Indian, the Indian, Indian matchmaker. Match no, a friend texted me last night and told me I should watch it. I'm on a little TV break, but um, okay. that we can talk about some other time. But okay. so I'm not watching it right now. But I've heard it's awesome. Have you watched it? Yeah, I mean it's awesome in reality show. Awesome. It's not sure. like it's not like whew, this is making me think. It's just like reality TV, but it's good. Uh-huh. Like if you're if you're in the mood for McDonald's one night, go for it. But it's very they're like setting people up, and Brie and I are like, no, no, nope. No, that's not going to work because you can just tell this isn't going to work. So yeah, yeah, you're not talking about the TV show. You're talking about something more. Real. No, I'm talking about in real life because I saw my friend Jenny Allen posted a couple of weeks ago now about m- married people. You should be setting your single friends up yeah. like she did a whole thing about it. And all throughout the comments were married people saying, I didn't know my single friends wanted me to set them up. And single people saying, I don't think my married friends want to set me up. And oh. and I made a comment like, yeah, set us up, you know, like that kind of thing. And all these people in the comments were like, like married and single were both like, I didn't know that my single friends wanted me to set them up. And married and single people going, well, my friends haven't set me up. And I would say back to them, have you asked them to set you up? No, no, but I didn't know that they, I, I just don't think they want to. This is very complex. Tell me why. It doesn't feel oh. complex to me. Right, because would you be okay if I had a friend and he was just a great person? I thought that's a good match. Yes. That's good for some Annie to know you'd be fine with it? Yes, but do you know why you know I'd be fine with that? Because you and I have talked about that. Right. Yes. No, I know that. Yes. So but, but so the what thing makes is, it complex? Is because if people aren't okay with it, you're stepping into a pretty sensitive territory where it's like who breaks the ice first like are you okay with me setting you up and then there's the like and then you get worried about your single friend that they're like why do you think i need to be set up because i'm okay being single or do you feel like my life is less than because i'm single and not and so it becomes this whole like but you're writing all these stories in your head that aren't there no but they 
necessarily. Not, they, they weren't there with you because you're incredibly like, you're the most chill single person I've ever interacted with about that whole thing. And I hope that's like not oversharing to say, yeah. but you're like, I love making new friends. Let's try to make new friends. I don't think you're like picking out a husband, but sure. Sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I also think, I also think everything that you're saying, if that, if that happened and say you've got Sarah and you and Bree's life and Sarah comes over and hangs out with the girls and Sarah goes to your church and, and you also have Brian and Brian's your buddy from college and Brian comes to Gainesville and you're like, man, I would love for Brian to meet Sarah. I mean, it seems to me, maybe I'm wrong because I've never been married, but it seems to me the conversation is, hey, Sarah, would you ever want to be set up? And Sarah says no or yes. Yes. And the reverse is true where a single person can should, I actually think should be saying to their married friends, if they want to get married, they should be saying to their married friends, hey, if, if anybody ever comes to your mind, I'd love to be set up. Or, hey, I want to get married someday, but I don't like being set up. So please don't. Right? I yes. feel like it's just communication. Totally. I think that's it too, because I am always I am always wary of at all making any single friends seem as though it's like a condition that I'd love to help them with. Like it's not. Sure. Some people are just choosing to be, don't care, love it. You just would rather not be single. And it's such a uh I always I not always feel, but I typically feel like if I don't know, like you, like you've just, you, you were just state things and we've been on, we've talked about this, but for someone that I don't know, I always feel like I don't want to impose like, Hey, I'd love for you to make it to the other side where I'm at. Cause marriage is just the best. And, and let me, let me help you out here Be- because maybe that's just not how they, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to impose some value that they just may not, they just may not want to be in yeah, a relationship. So, I mean, but I just feel like that's a, co- that's one conversation. Hey, Sarah, mm-hmm. I, I know this guy, Brian, I, I, you know what, you and I have never really talked about what your hope is for getting married. And if you'd mm-hmm. want to be set up, what do you think about that? I mean, it feels like it's a conversation either side can start without assuming Oh, my married, the, the thing, the thing that single people assume, if what married people assume is what you just said, is that single people will feel like you're trying to get them to cross over a finish line they may not be caring about. Mm-hmm. Single people assume, oh, my married friends don't, don't think I should date any of their friends. My married friends don't think. Oh, man. Yes. And so, so it is this like, if someone wants to be set up, if someone wants to be married, now, of course, there's the category of people who don't want to be set up. And I, so, and there are times where that's me, where I'm like, hey, listen, this isn't a good time, or hey, I'm seeing somebody, or, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not interested. But the the undercurrent under both is I'm going to offend the other person, or the other person doesn't care enough about me to set me up. And to me, I'm like, well, let's just talk about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that that isn't that always the stalemate with everything is we're just not talking yeah. and like your like your friends on the wedding ring, which was not the reason you brought it up. But it was sort of like this could be a massive, awful thing in their relationship. Oh, right. Or they can just chat about it. That's and right. maybe there's an awkward moment. Maybe there's an embarrassing moment. Maybe there's a maybe there were tears. Know, I don't know. But but probably it's going to pass by the time we figure out where we're going to go mm-hmm. and grab dinner from. Mm-hmm. And then life continues on and we get a wedding ring and yeah. realize that it didn't matter in the first place and yeah. we're all okay. So I, yes, isn't it just, it boils down to, so I, I mean, that's the takeaway for me is I think about like, all right, I'll just gently ask, 
But I will tell you this, Annie. I don't know if this is... Okay, now I'll ask this as a question. How do you feel about, in general, other people's ability to find someone, to, to suggest someone who you at all gel with? Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've... I have been dating for 20 years, right? And so mm -hmm. I've had a lot of experiences with men that my friends know. Um, and and to me, it, I seem it seems to be that people are able to to find men that I can at least have a meal with and have a conversation with, but none yeah. of them have I married, right? Some mm -hmm. by my choice, all of them by my choice in, in the long run, right? But yeah. some by my choice in the moment and some not by my choice in the moment. But I, I just think, like I think of one guy a couple of years ago that I was like, this is not a good fit for me. But my deeper thought, Eddie, my deeper thought was like, man, it was so nice that my friends love this guy and love me and, and know what we both want with our lives. See, that's interesting. Your thought wasn't like... Why did sing why did married friend X think that I would be into this guy? No. No, because we had already, I mean, when she it, it's a married again, it was a married woman who introduced me to this guy. And we'll just keep calling him Brian because he's your buddy from college. Um mm -hmm. uh, they introduced me to Brian and and when she did, she said, here's what I think you're going to like about him. His job is similar to yours, He, in a, but in a different world. He lives in Nashville. He's a couple of years older than you, and but knows a lot of the same people. Like So when, we, when she was presenting him to me, mm -hmm. she said, here are the things I think you will like about him. So I already knew she was thoughtful. Right. I, I, and so, no, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I'll never see him again. He didn't do anything offensive. It just was not right. a match. Right. And I was not one time like bothered that we didn't work and think, oh, my friend does not know me. I just thought that didn't work. That just didn't work. But man, how nice that my friend thought of me. I have another yeah, friend who just sent me a guy on Instagram two days ago. Sent me a guy. Yeah, she was like, hey, this is a buddy of mine from college, and I don't know why he just came to my mind, but let me know if you want me to connect y'all. I would have loved if she had done that in the public comments of one of his oh, posts. Oh, gosh, right. <laughs> I love it when people ask superfluous questions in other That Instagram have nothing posts. to do with what They're the like, post is about. No, we're going to stay on topic. This was about me showing a tattoo for uh, whatever, you know, be the bridge. percent Hundred this percent. is not about whatever we were talking about in the That's show, right. but I would have loved it if she had just blown up his, yeah. hey, a at Annie F. Downs, yeah. love you on AE, keep talking. Right. Here's my friend Here's, I'd love for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You, check this guy out. Now, Eddie, yeah. tell me from a married point of view, uh, do you like setting people up or not? Because I think that's also um, a perspective married people are allowed to have where I say, hey, Eddie and Bree, I would love for you to set me up and y'all go, hey, we love you. And if someone like blows our mind, we'll call you, but we just don't love doing that. Oh, I don't, I can't speak for both of us, but I know that for me, I would love it because one, I am with any of your single friends. Mm, no, with any of my single friends that I feel like I would be excited for them to be in a relationship. Okay. Because there are some people, I would say that there is not a lot of wisdom and people are going to, might disagree with this. And I understand that I also might be wrong, but there's not a lot of, um, extra special wisdom that comes with marriage. I feel like just growing as an individual and growing as who I am has helped me in my marriage a lot. But I don't always feel like 
uh, I guess I just, hold on, let me rewind. Okay. I'm not going to try to be the person I wish I was, but I'm going to say it more clearly, which is this. Sometimes I feel like if a single friend isn't ready to actually be in a relationship and you kind of get that sense, I don't get excited about setting that person up. I don't because that just to me Would you feels say that like, to Brian if he said, hey, will you set me up? You'd say, hey, man. I- this is where we get into depth of relationship. Yeah. That's why. So I am not excited about casual setting up like, oh, this friend from here. But somebody that like, like well, if I can't, you. I'm like, I would know. I would I would have a real sense of it. I would have a yes. sense of where you're at. We've talked. We've talked off a microphone. Um, like I, I would have a real excitement about meeting someone in my circle and going, oh. I would love Annie to meet this person. Sure. That would be very, very exciting because I don't love the idea of marriage too much. And I think it's a pretty difficult and impossible thing. Sure. Unless you're married to Brienne. So I think everybody (laughs) feels that about their person. Right. So I would not have, I could not have fathomed this whole thing. This whole thing is against, it's not against any principle, but it shouldn't really work for me. Uh huh. But it works with her. And so if I feel like I've got that alchemy with someone else brewing where I could see like, oh, Annie, I don't, I don't care if you're in a relationship, but you got to know this person. Uh-huh. That to me is very, very exciting. Okay. Yeah. I don't care about like sending that. you out to like some Italian dinner. I know that's like a right. fine line to draw. <laughs> but I also but. think that what you're saying is what I think, I think we're saying the same thing of like mm-hmm. the real life relationship between the single person and the married people needs to to have a set up relationship where the single person wants to meet someone they it needs to be expressed both ways and they need to feel like they know each other well enough that that you can say to the single person hey I do I mean someone has done this to me where they go where I will ask about a guy I see on somebody of mine's Instagram and he'll say oh man Annie I love you but this guy's not a good match for you I go, right. Okay. But because right. we have communicated about that, I mean, I have two two people right now that I specifically said in the last three, nope, not three months, in the last, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> since, uh, not, not before June, uh, in the last two months where I said, hey, if you think of anybody, let's, I would love to be set up. And neither of them live here. Neither of the married couples live here, but I just had never talked to them about it before. And they both were like, oh, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll think. And both of them asked more questions. And we have not talked about it since. But I go like, if someone crosses their path, at least they know I'm open to it. Here's what I think. Yes. But th- those are people. Yes. Those are people that know you and know the person well. I think that's where I a little bit hiccup with this. Yeah. And why I default to maybe sometimes not. Because I don't have much of an interest in setting people up for something casual. Like, right, just right. like, oh, get to know each other because I don't live in casual. I've never actually dated casually in right. my life. Like, I don't really understand that dynamic. Right. But I do understand, I mean, marriage material. And I sure. am like a counselor and I do really get <laughs> people. And I can sometimes read people's minds and yeah. I do like fully get a lot, I think. Or maybe I'm lying to myself. So for me, it's like... It has to be of such a quality that it's almost unattainable yeah. and unfair. Yeah. It's it's like you can't it's like set 
it, it's just unfair because <laughs> sure. the, the, that's not the way it starts. People just meet. And God. that's that is so good for a single Annie in your life. Me and Sarah and Brian would all appreciate knowing mm-hmm. this because then we go, okay, Eddie, if I need a wedding date, Eddie's not who I call. That's right. right. Like that. And so that's really good for me to know. And I will tell you, and you can disagree with me on this and we may get some, some hate tweets about this. Yeah. I, I really think the responsibility of this lies on the single person. The responsibility is on the single person to say to their married friends. And it is, it takes, I mean, it is vulnerable. Uh, it, yeah. it is hard to do because you have to f- walk up to that question you've been asking of, do my friends think I am worthy to be set up with their other friends? Right. You have to walk up to that and, at, and virtually ask that question to your married people friends. And it is, and I've right. done it for That's a while funny. and it still last month was hard. It was a little bit embarrassing. Embarrassing is not the right word. It was just, it's vulnerable to say, hey, I, I think you have good, valuable people around you that I don't know. And if right. you think of one that I should know, I'd like to know him. And I think that yeah. falls more on the single person than the married person. I think it's certainly helpful for the, because the, the, it's not the burden of responsibility. And it's not actually burden, but that's just like the phrase. It's not the burden of responsibility on, the, on anyone to affect your life other than yourself right right you have to now if you so i do think that there i I agree with you i think the burden of responsibility is on the single friend to at least break the ice and say i'm not opposed to this but i also think married folks we can help out we can if you got a buddy who you're hanging out with and you and you feel like okay we've had a thousand other deep conversations why don't i just say hey if i ever met someone that i thought you'd have a great time hanging out with would you ever want me to do that like it's just that simple and i feel like yes ultimately the responsibility is on the single person but i think married folks can help a little bit yeah just ease it up a bit sure because it's it's a whole road that feels really fair that 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 it is my life that i want to change in a way and it is my responsibility to make sure the people in my life who might be able to be an agent for me of change know Mm -hmm. that but it's also really kind when my married friends meet Brian and just think of me. You know, but what else I, is it, an in- yeah, I say, yeah, no, an interesting part of this too is I'm realizing. I wonder if I know all of the factors for you that are critical, and I think I do. I think I guess, or that are not critical but helpful, uh-huh. and maybe I think they're critical, but they're like absolutely non-factors to you an easy one and i don't i'm not i'm not actually asking you this but is age people seem to have some pretty definite opinions about no i would never date someone two years younger or older than me this is my definite window that's a non-negotiable but for some people they're like yeah my parents are nine years difference and they have an amazing marriage and i would have no problem so there are some things that i feel like sometimes i get locked in not just the would you be okay with it but also what are your deep non-negotiables that I may not know because even though we're very close, we may have very different non-negotiables. Sure. Well, part of me thinks, I I don't know that you, that a married person needs to know that before they bring an option to a single person. You know, like, I don't know that where you go like, Hey Annie, he's 50 or he's 30 and you're 40. So what do you think about Brian? So my buddy, Brian, so he's 50 and he's Mm -hmm. been married and he has three kids Mm -hmm. is, would you want to meet him? And then yeah, I get no, to say, of those three things, these are non-negotiable to me and these are fine, you know? Again, it just comes back to, I think, the same thing of like, 
if you get so the couple that I went ring shopping with, yeah. the day I met the guy, the girl's name came to my mind. And oh. I was like, I'm so glad you're moving here. I would love are you up for me introducing you to some of my friends? Oh. And he was like, Yeah. And I said, Are you in a relationship? Are you like and he was like, No. And I was like, Oh, great. I've got some friends I would love for you to meet, thinking of this one girl. And he moved here in the end of the summer and they met on New Year's Day. So it didn't even, I didn't even do a good job of connecting them in the fall, but then I had a party on New Year's Day and invited both of them. Yeah. And that's sweet. Yeah. And he said, Tell me more about her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's the one I wanted you to meet. I mean, it was very like, Yay. But that does not happen all that often with me. But it is just very, we're really going over time. Sorry. No, no. And I, yeah, no, go. I, I, I just think it, um, I think if we just all from the single side and the married side, if we just open the floodgates of communication about this, then Mm -hmm. the non-negotiables and negotiables, by the time you bring me, Brian, and I go, yeah, all three of those things are fine with me, but Brian and I only go on one date. Then you go in the future. I know that Annie's fine if he's been married and Annie's fine if he's 50 and Annie's fine if he has kids and Annie's fine if he's 35. Annie's not fine if he's 30. (laughs) You're not? (laughs) No, uh -uh. no, I just think that's, I think, I think we probably want really different things for our lives that if he's 30 and I'm 40. Um, oh, I may be wrong. And you could say to me, but Annie, Brian's like so into this, this, this. I go, you know what? You're right, Eddie. Yeah. I've yeah. given my number. I have a quick question for you before we wrap the show up. Sure. Brian, uh, he wears affliction tees every single day. Oh, that can be fixed, man. Oh, that wow. Is, I thought that was a... No. See, now, to me, that's a hard no. I don't even know how I'm friends with Brian. Yeah. He's yeah. No, no, no. Listen, listen. How Spiky many clothes tips? do you? How many? Well, you're you're an anomaly because you own one shirt. Um, uh, <laughs> clothing, haircuts, all the things about the two of us that are non permanent will remain non permanent when you marry someone and live with someone no. and watch them get dressed every day. Yes, disagree, disagree strongly. Really? Because what you're seeing when someone is you're meeting them for the first time is their default posture <laughs> right it's actually their best posture when you're meeting them the first time they're doing the best they can yeah, that's and right. they still decided to do blonde spiky uh-huh. tips uh-huh. on their hair and affliction tees uh-huh. and and you got to ask yourself if that's their default <laughs> what am i going to have to push on for the next 40 years. I just need you to know I've seen enough of my guy friends completely change their wardrobe after they married someone that affliction tees yeah. don't stress me out. <laughs> well, God bless you. I'd love for you to meet Brian then. Great yeah, guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> great, great guy. Interesting dresser. Good guy. But all the other things are things I think you might be interested in, Annie. Let me present 39 you. years old, nice green eyes, visits its grandma every visits his grandma every Sunday. Yep. Just good dude. Perfect. Good dude. Loves it. Give him my number. Big big SEC fan. Oh, boy. Uh, Is he a gator? Because that... No, he's into Vanderbilt. Oh, interesting. smarty enough. pants. Doesn't care about winning, but cares about cares about uh, smarts. Boy, he loves affliction. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> at Vanderbilt wears affliction, by the way. <laughs> and those chain necklaces. So cool. Oh, Edward. Okay, we've really done it. Thank you for having that conversation with me. I've been wanting to I have like that with you because I like talking about that stuff with you. Somehow I feel like we're nowhere close to done. Also, friends that have been uh, tagging AE Keep Talking or ask AE Keep Talking, we will get to your questions. I have copied them all in the oh, notes. Oh, good. And I keep, keep asking questions. I think it's really important. Yeah. I love chatting with people, and this is a really good way to do it. So ask keep asking questions. AE Keep Talking. That's the hashtag. We'll put yeah. it in the show notes. 
and not trying to shill, but a lot of people have been sharing the show and rating it lately, and it's just very meaningful. I wish you could reply to iTunes yeah. reviews or Apple reviews, but Me you can't, too. but people are very nice, so thanks yeah. for doing that. thank you guys. Anytime you rate or review the show, it means a lot, so we're really grateful. Yeah. All right, Eddie. Well, uh, let's do it again on Friday. I will look forward to that Annie up downs. All right, friends. Go wash your hands. We'll see you back here on Friday. <laughs> Affliction. It still makes me so happy. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>